Welcome to Dream Big with Big Dreamers, conversations for career growth, inspiration, and insight, hosted by Donna Sardula and yours truly, Scott Jones. Here are the inspiring stories that shape the careers of top executives, entrepreneurs, and professionals. These empowering discussions offer guidance and advice as you advance in your career. It's time to dream big. With me today is Michael Cuevas. Cuevas? Cuevas? Did I say it right? Cuevas. Yeah, Cuevas. Michael. (laughs) I don't care what you call me, just call me, right? (laughs) Michael Cuevas. He is the real estate marketing dude, and he has a video content creation company that specializes in the real estate space by scripting, editing, and distributing video content. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you here as well. You know, I want to talk about you and your career and how you got here and, you know, those little steps that you took along the way. Um, you know, you and I had just done a podcast just the other day. I was on your podcast. Yeah. And one of the things I said to you was, I, I like you, Mike. You dream big. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think you really do. So can you give me a little bit of a background on, on where you came from here? Yeah, I'm uh, born and raised in Chicago. I originally started a uh, day I graduated college. It was a um, believe it or not, real estate class was the last elective I took. I needed the hours to graduate. Uh, it ended up being my career. Um, I was an advertising major, but um, I graduated in 2002, and I went immediately into selling real estate in downtown Chicago, which is difficult as a 22-year-old kid. People just don't take you seriously when they're spending $400,000 on a property, right? So I had to overcome all of that stuff and that, and I was a real estate agent for uh, my whole career. Recently, three years ago, I decided to quit everything. I quit my job. I quit everything. Um, I had an up oh and down goodness. career in, in real estate and I had zero plan. I had this podcast called Real Estate Marketing Dude and I picked up my family and I moved to Chicago. What I'm doing now wasn't even an idea um, when I was there, but I knew that um, I started building a software company a couple of years ago and it's just something I would never do again. I did everything wrong and it went through my entire bank account like to the point where um, you know, I became broke. Like I went from making millions to going broke and I've had the same entrepreneurial story that everybody, everybody uh, shares. But um, I attribute all to faith over fear. Um, I found Christ and I started following Christ and, and all of that. And that gave me the peace of mind to, at the age of 37 years old, start over with two you know, young kids and move to freaking the most expensive market in the country, San Diego, with no job. Um, so we just figured it out. And I believe um, it, I always made really good money at real estate, but I wasn't happy. Okay. I was miserable. I hate selling houses. I hate the emotional aspect of it. And I wanted to get out. I was burnt. Like, I don't, I didn't enjoy showing houses on the weekends anymore. I would literally cringe Friday night, Saturday morning, waking up, the thought knowing I had to go spend eight hours with somebody, you know, bitch and moan about like GFCI outlets. And I just burnt out. Like, so I'm yeah. like, I had to make a move, man. And I just trusted um, my gut. And it wasn't easy. It was very difficult. But I'm glad I did looking back in hindsight. Now, and what it, are you, you're you're married? Do you have yep. a you have a wife? I have a wife, two kids, and I just had another one uh, two uh, months ago. Was so she we now like, have three. Was she like Mike? What are you thinking? We've got these kids. Uh, maybe a little bit, but um, I've always been entrepreneurial, you know. So so she um, knew we who, didn't, who she had we married. didn't we didn't know the road we were going to have until after we got here. That's the truth. Like everything was yeah. supposed to be nice, and I had something set up, but nothing that <laughs> can't pan out realistically, mm-hmm. but it, it, here's what it comes down to survival of the fittest. 
at the end of the day. You know, when an animal has no food to eat, they figure it out. Yeah. Right. And I see the same thing in entrepreneurialism is that we always are wondering, you know, I believe if you have something that you love to do and you're passionate about that people will naturally attract to you. And I'm living proof of that. Um, I didn't, it, it was tough. I literally put my head down and I didn't stop working. I worked my butt off the last three years, but it's paying off right now. And so for anyone who's entrepreneurial and you're scared about going all in, um, if you don't, you're always going to second guess it. I can promise you that. Yeah. And that's not a good way to live. No. Did you have an idea? I mean, how did you like, so you knew that real estate wasn't your passion at that point. Mm-hmm. But was marketing and advertising, marketing, was yeah, that your real passion? I'm, I'm really good at marketing around real estate. And I was really good at creating business. I just didn't want to be the guy that took the calls anymore when I did. Yeah. Right? Because I wanted to remove myself from the emotional aspects of the real estate business. That's just I just don't enjoy it um, anymore. And I just, I cringe it. But I was really good at the marketing side of it. So I started a podcast in 2015, well before we ever moved, two years before I even knew I was moving. Um, because I knew the concept that I had to build an audience and I didn't know what the hell I was going to sell. I just knew that as long as I had an audience, I'd sell them something, sell them something. which is the fundamental concept of any business. We get people all the time. They'll be like, Oh, you're going to go start a business. Well, not before I do the research of who my audience was. So I knew my audience would be real estate agents in some way, shape or form. I knew I had a podcast that was growing and I just didn't know what I was going to do to monetize it until after I got out here. And then once I actually removed myself from the business, I saw where the needs were and that's what created our service that we have today. Right. And tell, and, and talk a little bit about your service. So we saw a problem, um, when I was in, uh, Chicago selling real estate, I always saw, um, I hated, you know, I hate the sales part of real estate. I don't know what you think about real estate agents, but they don't have the uh, highest opinion in, in public, right? Highest public opinion. They're just under that used car salesman generally. Do you think so? Um, I, I don't, people all the time, I hear it. Maybe you have a nice agent friend, but the general public um, doesn't regard real estate agents as the highest amount. And a, a lot of times, most real estate agents are selling people. They're salespeople. I don't like that. I like being, I like serving first. I like selling through solutions yeah. and in brand. And I was really good at branding my business so I would attract clients. So that's really the core of our business model today. I was really bad at cold calling people and being like, hey, you want to buy or sell a house? I just, that's just not for me. Most people... Um, would be like, oh, real estate's not the business for you. I disagree. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it's a business for anybody that wants to build a business, but it relates around brand. So yeah. video content well, yeah, and if is you how think we... about it, And if you think about it, like the real estate agents who are really successful are the ones that have that really strong brand that people, you know, resonate to and are attracted to. It's, you know, they feel like they know that person, they can trust that person. It's a giant popularity contest. You're exactly right. 78% of business is done by, uh, is done. People decide, they already know the agent, they used them in the past or they're referred to them. So the vast majority of business for real estate agents, even lenders, is referral or personable. It's not through lead generation, um, where it's opposite in every other business, you know, um, because it's a referral-based business. You don't get referrals from strangers; you get them from the people you know. You had said earlier. You said that you found faith. You found Christ. Was this something that just recently happened? As as your life was in in that in that state of flux, or yeah. So um, so what happened was uh, called two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, we shifted to short sales when the last market crashed and we had the best years of our life uh, production wise. We were closing 25 to 35 houses a month. Some of those I was buying. Um, we were making $100,000 a month. I was a millionaire. Like I was making mm-hmm. a ton of money. 
And I went so deep into the short sale market that when it left, I didn't mm -hmm. leave with it, right? I went so deep into it, it was a fad. And now the mm -hmm. traditional market is, and I burnt out so bad <laughs> that in 2013, I had to start over essentially, almost like as a brand. I had a, yeah, I had a database and all that, but I almost started as a brand new um, real estate agent, right? Yeah. So um, I was depressed. I was losing 20 grand a month. I had a brokerage to pay for, I had rent. And one night, um, I was by myself in my house and I had this, I don't know what kind of experience you want to call it, whereas I felt the Lord was just talking to me. Like, I can't explain it. Something yeah. got my attention. And this is a true story. Um, I had a mentor at that time who was coaching me a year prior, and this gentleman's really into his faith. And at the time of my, call it my intervention, if you will, he sends me a text. Mind you that he lives in Oklahoma City. Okay, I was mm -hmm. in Chicago. I haven't talked to him in months. This is right when I'm looking up the sky. I'm like, God, are you talking to me? This guy sends me a text. And I don't remember the exact words of it, but the text comes up. He goes, uh, hey, Mike, I'm just checking on you, making sure everything is you know, going all right. And I'm like, I don't know how you are texting me at this time, but I literally feel like I'm having like an intervention with God. He's like, well, sometimes God uses other people to speak through for him. Oh, and I was wow. just like, wow. Literally, I'm like, and I don't know how to explain it other than it just, it happened, right? And there's some kind of thing there. The next couple of days, my wife comes home that night and she's just like, um, I'm like, I try to tell her what happens. You know, I'm like, dude, I just don't, people are like, you're crazy. So I, I remember I, I read, the, I started reading the Bible. Um, I read uh, Bill O'Reilly's Killing Jesus. I read the history facts. I read everything. I was always religious, but I wasn't religious. Like I'm Catholic, I'm Mexican. That's what we are, we're Catholic. Um, but, you know, I couldn't say I practices, I practicing. And I swear to God that every single time I would pick up the Bible, I would find the answer to the question I was looking for. Really? I stopped worrying um, and I put my fear in over, that's why I always say faith over fear. It's like my tagline. And every single time that I would do that, I cannot tell you how many times like the anxiety would go away or something happens. I, I could tell you um, there were months when I was in San Diego. Um, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna do payroll tomorrow. All right, all of a sudden, five thousand dollars shows up in the bank account from a prayer. I cannot mm -hmm. tell you how many times that has happened to me, and that's ever since then. I just put my Your my faith, faith right yeah. into it. Yeah, I, I go all in on everything. I'm not scared of anything because at the end of the day, if you're willing to put yourself out there and you truly believe in what it is that you're selling, you're gonna make it. You know, and I I feel if I'm just selling that there's nothing there. But if I'm helping people and I'm, I'm trying to change people's lives, I'm trying to give them something that they can use to, to do more, be more, somehow it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's a totally different animal. Do, do you it know is, what I'm trying to say? It's, it's mindset. It's serving first versus sale, selling. And it's, it's people yeah. over profits. Um, the, and, and when you put people over profits, the profits always come. That's the funny Correct. part. Especially in real estate because yeah. the vast majority of business comes from referrals. And if you sell someone something, trust me, they're never going to give you a referral again. When you help them accomplish something, it's different. Yeah. Everyone what, cares what, on how you make people feel. And that's ultimately what we're in the profession of. We help people that have problems surrounding their house. Yeah. And, and they want to feel 
they want to feel that they're taken care of, they're understood, and, and you can help them. I mean, I think that's what's going to really, you know, make a person make that decision. What, what did your parents do for a living when you were you know, um, growing up? What did your parents my do? My mom was always stay at home. Um, my dad, um, well, this is probably where I get the drive from. Through high school, my dad was really successful. I didn't like, grow up like a poor kid. I was pretty spoiled. But it was in college that my dad lost everything. Um, and he lost his corporation, he lost his company, he had a family feud with the brother, my uncle, long story short, they buried themselves. This is like a multiple million dollar company. We would be, we were set. He lost it and he went into depression. So the last two years of college, I had to put myself basically through it. They didn't have any spending money left to give me. And, um, what my dad had to revert to is he started selling pails of soap to like the Mexican restaurants in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they had a ton of soap, and I just they one day just brought me down about 300 gallons of soap, and I started a little soap business mm-hmm. and uh, in college, just running door-to-door to the restaurants and selling them 25-gallon pails of soap so they could wash mm-hmm. their dishes. Um, that's how I got through it, you know. Um, beers were only 25 cents on Wednesday nights back then, so you needed to make a lot of money. <laughs> Rent was only $300. Yeah. Um, but between that and uh, selling some other things, I figured it out. And, um, you know, just really just... From that point on, I realized, shit, I'm by myself. Like early on, when you when you started with 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 real estate, did you feel that you had a drive to prove yourself, or you know, most of it, yeah, because I, for me, it was it was real. Um, probably about five, seven years later, I was actually one taking care of my parents. I knew that was coming. So for me, it was never just taking care of myself. It's me taking care of my whole family. And even at 22, I still had a family. It wasn't my own kids. It was my parents who turned into them. And that was yeah. just a reality of it. Um, I believe it's my, it's my always my obligation to take care of everybody um, around me. And that's really what I did. Um, yeah. I saw that all coming because that's I knew right when my parents lost the house and all that. And that was all coming. So I was working hard. Um, the other part of it is just I'm super competitive by nature. I'm like, um, like I love competition. So that just wired into me. Yeah. Um, but you have to be willing um, to put in the work, like nothing comes easy. And I realize that. And that's one principle that my dad did teach me throughout, um, you know, growing up. Are your parents still with you today? Yeah. They're both in uh, Chicago, still in Chicago. And they're proud? Ro- rotting away. Um, I hope they're, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they are, I'm trying to get them to move out here, but, um, they're stubborn. <laughs> Well, and there's something about Chicago, isn't there? <laughs> it's, for some people, it's a habit, maybe. Yeah. Um, what did uh, you want to be when you grew up? What did, What did you want to be when you you grew up? Did you? Somebody. Did you, you didn't want to be a real. You didn't. You didn't want to be a real estate agent. Did no, you? nobody wants to be a real estate agent when they grow up. Um, I liked marketing. I was on my college um, um, degree and was in marketing and advertising and all of that. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, honestly, my, my career choice was chosen by the last elective I took in college. Um, and that's what I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know. I just saw someone's like, Hey, you can make a lot of money in real estate. And that's why I went into it. And then once I went all in, I was all in, you know, it takes you at any business, anyone entrepreneur, you're not gonna make money the first year. You don't make money the second year, really you break even if you're lucky. If you do that, if you're really running a business, if you do an entrepreneurial thing and great, you could probably turn profit right away. But if you're really, really running a business, your business is going to take off for two years. Yeah. Right, you have to realize that, and it's it happened with me in my real estate business. It happened with me in the short sale business. It happened with me in real estate marketing, dude. It's happening with me in our software we're building. Every business takes time um, to do, but every business is also, at least for our space, is always built around brand and attention. 
And as long as you have, you understand the concept of an audience, um, for anyone that's listening, they're like, hey, I'm thinking about going into this business. Well, you don't have to go into it right away. What you need to do is start building the audience of the people you're going to sell your shit to now. Because that ultimately is what's going to drive every business. Right. It, I, it reminds me of advice I had gotten years and years ago when I was in sales. It was the only thing a salesperson has is his book of business or her, you know, her clients. And it doesn't matter what you're selling as long as you have that, that, that group, that book, that network. And ultimately it is. It's, it's your network, right? It is. People don't go back to the same restaurant because they like the food. They go back because they like the waiter. Yeah. Many times. They like the ambiance. And they like the food. Food can be very good, but with bad service, they don't come back. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think it goes back to what you had said. It's how, how they made you feel. People don't remember what you did or what you said, but they remember how, they, how you made them feel. Yep. That's like such an, it's a great quote. I love it. I think that's, that's really important. What, what do you wish you knew when you were starting out? Is there something that you, is there a lesson that you learned later that you wish you had learned earlier? Yes. Uh, when you're, know your numbers first. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, entrepreneurism. Like, honestly, I was always a, um, I'm an idea guy. So, like, I'm great at ideas. I'm great at building stuff. I'm great at creating things. But I was very poor at the business side of things, watching customer acquisition costs. And that is equally as important regardless of your drive. And if I were to do anything differently, it would be be more financially, fiscally responsible over time. Um, because when things are going good, they're going good. And you don't think about it then. But I could tell you firsthand experience, if I would have just took some time to invest in 2012, 13, 14, I would never went through what I went through uh, the last six years. Uh, previous or after that, you know, so you have to look at the big picture always and nothing comes through. Like take some money, invest it, take some money, invest it. Because when it goes in business, at least in ours, it's not always going to go good. Yeah. There's going to be change. And if there is, you have to be ready for it. Look what happened yeah. with COVID. <laughs> and no one saw that coming. No one what has that, that been? What has that been like? I mean, have you have you learned anything from this? What, what was the major disruption that that occurred to you that you think was a was a good thing to happen? So we were we basically do virtual video production for people all around the country. So we are actually it played into our favor. Um, believe it or not, we were just set up that way because video was the only way to get face to face during COVID with people, which is so important. And the real estate market blew up at the same time. So we lucked out in that sense. However, when it first hit, yeah, we got it. We got shocked. Like we were, uh, we lost a lot of business because people were scared. They're like, oh, the first thing most people do is cut costs. Mm -hmm. Right. I know I did personally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone did. Everyone did. I, and if, then, if, you, oh, if you're smart, you cut yeah. because you didn't know what was, what was looming. But that's the thing. And then we went into instant creation mode. We started selling courses. We started selling this. We had events and we had online events. Right. So you, there's always a way to make it as long as your product, if there's a need, mm -hmm. right? In any market. And that's really what, um, you know, I feel, um, that's what I, that, you know, that what we're selling is a vision at the end of the day, or we're, we're solving a problem at the yeah. end of the day. Right. So someone, um, someone had said to me once, uh, you, you, it's, it's about selling hopes and dreams more than anything else. Sell the sizzle. Yeah. People don't come to us to say, Oh, we're going to script, edit and distribute your video content. They come to us because as a result of us doing that, they're going to attract more business. Looking forward, 
looking ahead, you know, what's the next big dream for you? Is there something that you haven't started working on, but it's out there and you're thinking yeah, about I'm it? Yeah, I'm in the middle of about three startups. Um, real estate marketing dudes one. Um, we're launching a software that's just about done. That's what brought me to San Diego in the first place. That's been an eight-year headache. Uh, eight years, no work, no pay, um, nothing but outgoing expenses. So that's finally coming to fruition. And we're launching a new, um, um, call it a new course training model with a different partner that should spruit off into some other um, partnerships. But that's exactly like I spent two years building, building. And then now that the momentum's there, opportunities come. Right. And it's just what you do with those opportunities once they do. So right now I'm just like we're excited because we're looking at, you know, developing several streams of income. They're all really the same thing, but um, I'm just focused on building the bigger brand and just letting these things roll out. We put in this a lot like, of work, so yeah. it's time for it to pay off. Uh, and it might not. You know what I mean? But it's not like we're going to go down without swinging. I have a feeling that. Um you're, going down is not even an option for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, it's not. Um, it doesn't. Like, there's, like I said, I just, if you don't have uh, people look at me and be like, hey, yeah, well, how does he not worry? It's like, because I have a steel freaking heart right now. I've been through the worst of the worst, um, the biggest stress of the stress. Um, and a lot of stuff I won't even say on the show, but uh, I believe that you go through. Um, parts of your life like that because there's a bigger blessing around the corner at least that's what my faith teaches me and they're called trials and tribulations so when people salespeople say this a lot too they're like oh well you keep you got to keep getting rejected until you finally get that yes it's the same thing you got to go through pain to get gain if you don't it'll never pay off and you'll never learn what it took to get there in the first place which will be i don't think you'll ever have longevity in your business unless you experience that pain I became a better feel... businessman because of the pain I went through, yeah. not the other way around. Don't you feel, though, that like once you experience it, you have to accept it. But once you've been in it, that's when the growth really occurs. But so many people don't even allow themselves to get to that point of feeling the pain or the awkwardness or the discomfort. Well, it's fear. Um, fear. I mean, it's understandable. Like... If you don't have, like, without faith, I don't do any of that. The you, faith uh, is what gave me, and I don't know what that may be for. I'm not telling everyone here you have to go find God. I mean, that's up to you. Um, but you do have to put your trust into something, I believe. Sometimes maybe it's your family. Maybe you have a very strong partner at home that's helping you get through this. Or maybe you have a very supportive thing. Maybe you had someone pass away that's your why. But if you don't have the why up front, you're not going to get there, period. Because there's a reason why you're going to go through all of that to do it. And you have to um, realize that. And then you just got to explore the journey. In hindsight, it was all fun. At the time, it wasn't. Yeah. 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 I, that, I, I, that so reminds me of something my father used to say to me. He would, he would say, you're, you, you may not be having fun now, but when you look back at this, you're having the time of your life. It is. <laughs> you just don't know it right now. Yep. But, you know, I, I, I think there's something to be said, you know, in terms of, you know, that taking the action, practicing, doing it over and over and over again, um, you know, not being afraid to fail, not being afraid to take those risks, you know, going all in, that, that is what I think, Mike, you do so very well. And, and because of that, 
you're, you're, you stay motivated and you're going to be, you, you, you see, you reap, you reap the, the rewards of it. There's like the, I saw a stat, I think on, maybe it was Shark Tank. I watch Shark Tank all the time. Um, it said 90% of new small businesses fail. So only 10% succeed, right? And that's a stat that'll scare most people. But my question is always like, well, out of the 90% have failed when they quit. When did, when did they quit? When did they quit? Yep. Early yeah. on, a little too early, you know, so. Yeah, when the going get t- gets tough, the tough get going or, you know. No, the, 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 without the passion behind it, it won't work. Like you have to, you have to want, and if you have that in there, like that authenticity, like especially with video, if you're going to start a business, you're going to get on video. If you're not, you're not mm-hmm. going to get a business. That's just the way it is right now. Yeah. Right. Well, when you're on business, it's about how authentic you become. If you really want to attract with video, I don't care what you're doing video on. I care that you're smiling while you're doing it because then everything else will become a lot more natural. Yeah. Do you have, as, as we're winding down uh, this podcast, is there... Do you have any tips or tricks for a person who's just sort of, who maybe feels stuck, what they can do to, to find that passion or to move ahead or to stay motivated? Yep. Um, get off your butt and go to an event with other people actually doing it. Surround yourself with those people. If you're just watching content online, the chances of you actually taking action are going to be very, very little. But when you put yourself in a room, you get on a plane ticket and you invest and you see other people actually doing it, that'll kick you in the ass and get you in the gear. Um, you cannot just, you have to get outside help. You're not going to do it alone. And sometimes it's motivational with being with other people, but you have to surround yourself with those people. Otherwise, you're not going to get out of the room. Every single group, at least in our space, there's like the whole like training um, circuit and the gurus and the people with all these products and real estate. It's a very small crowd. Right, every it, single I, it one of them. Sometimes to me, it feels like there's there's someone in every single bucket on Facebook advertising. There's a lot, but when you get it, they're just running a lot of ads. <laughs> they're all marketers. All trust me, they're all in the same mastermind on the back end. They're all in the same group on the back end. The, it's a very small world, but every single one of those people put themselves in those rooms. The business partner I have today. Um, on my software, how I ended up in San Diego, I met at a mastermind in 2011 in Tampa Bay on short sales. Today, he's my business partner. If I never put myself in that mastermind with him, I would have never met him. I would have never moved to San Diego and I would never had a partner on a software company. The relationships you put, you build are more profitable than anything. And if you don't get outside of your own space in your own market and see how people are doing it, you're never going to do it differently. So that's my big piece of advice. You have to invest in yourself. Buy a course. I was a master of course buyers. People don't want to spend money to invest in themselves, but yet they'll spend $30,000 in a college education they're never going to use. They'll go get their MBA on a degree they might never even monetize. Mm-hmm. But you could go take a course for $1,500 that tells you exactly how to launch the business you want, but yet they won't invest in that. Yeah. So the ball's right there. The question is, are you going to grab it or not? It's not that, because no one's going to do it for you. So when you actually break it down, the truth is most people won't take action. The ones who do will. And they'll be the ones that we're talking about, or maybe they'll be the next guest on your show here, right? So, <laughs> Mike, this has been fabulous. I got a lot out of this. I think our our uh, our listeners did too. Um, 
if, if a person wanted to reach out to you or maybe utilize your services, can you give us some information where we can find out more about you? Sure. Uh, you can feel free to visit us, realestatemarketingdude.com. That's our handle on all the social platforms, too, if you just look for Real Estate Marketing Dude. We're the only marketing dude and real estate marketing dude, at least, out there. So, um, yeah, you could visit us out. We have a podcast and so check us out on our social uh, handles. And if there's anything, any type of value I can add for you guys, um, I'm sure you'll see a lot through the content or feel free to message me off the site. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dream Big with Big Dreamers. If you like the show, please do us a favor. Go into iTunes and write a review and give us a rating or share it with a friend via social media or email if you think they'd benefit from these conversations. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Until then, keep dreaming big.